The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Good afternoon from a sunny Barcelona and I hope that you guys are doing well today and are ready for episode 119. Um, If you do happen to be struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can actually get a free session from me. Perhaps if you've listened before, you already know that. But if you haven't, then it's probably good to know. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. Today's podcast is taking a look um, at alcohol and how that can influence um, OCD. Uh, This is something that I think, um, you know, it really impacts a lot of people. If you come from the UK or even the States, uh, we tend to have quite a strong drinking culture. Uh, many other countries as well, of course, and um, I really think there's a there's quite a strong connection between uh, between severe OCD and uh, you know and, and struggling with with alcohol and other substances uh, as well. In fact, there's a lot of research uh, to, to back that up. So today's episode is is taking a look at that. Um, as always, if you have any questions, do please let me know, and I really hope you enjoy. Many thanks. The UK is a culture that is literally saturated in alcohol and I think things only got worse during the the pandemic and the resulting uh, lockdowns. I mean, I just know myself from from all of these kind of bizarre memes that, that were going around on WhatsApp at the time. I remember one in particular that w- that was uh, about beer. It was um it was a spinner and um you would spin the arrow and then uh, you'd have different sections that the arrow could land on like you know do some uh, do some work uh spend time with your wife or your husband or with the kids or you know clean the house uh or drink some beer but drinking beer would uh would be at the bottom of the spinner so it didn't matter what you did uh, the arrow would always land on have another beer um and this really kind of sums up uh the lockdowns in a way for many people i think you know people were drinking uh more than ever and have got into a bit of a habit there um obviously with the uh, amount of anxiety that, pe- that people have been experiencing and continue to experience uh due to due to the pandemic and and other things that are going on right now um you know I, I think alcohol is is one of those things it's one of those um solutions that we think okay i can have a drink or two it's going to relax me it's going to make me feel better it's going to help me to put my problems in perspective and uh you know definitely with ocd 
you know, you can use it in that in that vein. You can say, well, I'm just going to have a few beers tonight to give myself some time off the OCD because I deserve it. I've been, you know, I've been struggling with it all week. Um, perhaps I, I deserve a beer tonight or two or three or ten or, you know, whatever you want. Um, and the issue with this is that, unfortunately, we know that it doesn't really work in the long term. It gives you perhaps a short-term buzz, a way to be able to disconnect and refocus your attention onto more fun things. But in the long run, it just tends to make things worse. And actually, even sometimes in the short term, if you're in a bad frame of mind or you're not feeling good, drinking alcohol can actually just um, exacerbate what you're already feeling and make you focus on those negative feelings even more. The thing is, though, that most of us already know this. We already know that we get anxiety, that we will struggle the next day with obsessions more because... Uh, because of drinking but that doesn't really help us in the moment in the moment when we want to enjoy and we want to kind of let our hair down of course having a beer or two really seems like a great idea and often you know I'm tempted to say well why not um, and the other thing is it's just incredibly fashionable you know to to kind of drink and to go along with what everyone else is doing of course you don't want to feel like the odd one out you want to feel like uh, you're there to to enjoy yourself as well and you know maybe having a drink or two allows you to disconnect from that anxiety for a short while and just to feel better um, you know and we hear you know, there's so many funny and great quotes out there about alcohol that that holds up this idea of it being a, a good thing, something that's helpful for us and something, you know, that is fashionable. Things like, uh, in wine, there is wisdom. In beer, there is freedom. And in water, there's bacteria. <laughs> um, or how about this one? Um, drinking after work is fine. But if you really want to enjoy working, then drink before you work. Um, You know, this kind of thing, which is, uh, yeah, okay, great. Let's all encourage everyone to just drink as much as they can all the time. Um, You know, it's it's just uh, how our society, particularly in uh, the UK, um, I think to a certain extent in the US and... um, other countries as well. I, I, I mean, I, I live here in Spain and I think, you know, there's a strong drinking culture here as well, but it's different to how it is in the UK. People don't really drink in, in the same kind of way. Here, it's not unusual to see, you know, a group of old men sat down playing uh, cards at 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, sharing a, a beer or two. But, you know, they tend to buy a beer and then drink it for like an hour and a half. Um, whereas in the UK people will will buy a pint and uh, you know try and get it down as quickly as they can so they can move on to the next one and people often drink in rounds and you know whoever's drinking the quickest well you you tend to have to kind of keep up with them Um, and so the culture is set up in such a way that you know it can feel quite difficult uh, not to drink if you're recognizing that it's uh, it's making it more difficult for you to to deal with uh, your OCD um, then you know you probably really want to try and figure out um, a way of, of dealing with this better and dealing with the, the kind of peer pressure 
in a better way. And this is something that I've had to kind of struggle with myself. Um, you know, at no point would I say I was an, an, anything anywhere near approaching a, an alcoholic. But, um, you know, I, I would drink on the weekends. Uh, sometimes I would definitely drink a bit too much on the weekends. And then maybe on a, a Wednesday or something, I might go and meet some friends or uh, share a bottle of wine um, in the evening. And uh, this this was, it kind of felt normal. It kind of felt like, you know, I wasn't doing anything that outrageous. However, you know, like some days after drinking, I would notice that the OCD would be, you know, much more difficult to deal with. Uh, perhaps on a Sunday morning and then that would carry on through until Monday or Tuesday Um, or perhaps you know having one too many on a Wednesday you wake up early to go to work on a Thursday morning and straight away you know the thoughts are starting and you're struggling with them and so you know what I have found actually because right now um, I'm on a kind of uh, four-month uh, streak of of not drinking anything at all since my fortieth uh, birthday, um, and it's not that I don't uh, I don't plan to to kind of you know never drink again. Like, that's not what I'm doing here. What I like to do is to take kind of holidays away from alcohol because um, I think it's so easy to get into a habit of of just drinking a little bit too much, which you know definitely. Uh, for me, I noticed what what the impact was uh, in terms of OCD and anxiety. And when I um, began to to first cut that out, I noticed a huge uh, positive impact in generally how I felt. So this kind of process really uh, started for me. Well, throughout my 20s, I was interested in, in taking a bit of time off alcohol, but it was harder back then. I was younger and you know, in my early 20s at university. And, you know, it was more challenging at that time. But um, but moving to Barcelona, I really decided it was it was time for a change. And so it's about five years ago, I decided to, to try to do a year of not drinking any alcohol at all. And I didn't actually start off thinking I'm going to do a year. The, the way that I did this was um, I think if you set yourself a, a kind of target of not drinking alcohol for a year, it's pretty likely that you're not going to succeed. If you're in the habit of meeting up with your friends on the weekend and going for beers and, you know, going out to restaurants and drinking wine, of course, you know, it's going to be difficult if you set yourself a target of a year. However, what you can do in this regard, and you know, there's loads of uh, websites and and different things that are set up to help you with this. Um, but what you can do is is to set yourself a challenge of perhaps doing one month uh, without any alcohol, and that in itself, I think it's a big achievement because it's not easy. You know, when you choose to not drink for a month, your friends um, are going to be like, "Hey, what's going on? What are you what are you doing? This is." This is not what we do. We don't meet in a pub and you just kind of sit there and drink uh, blackcurrant and soda. Uh, you know, your friends probably will will find that very odd at first if you choose not to drink. But, you know, perhaps just explaining to them that you're doing, uh, you, you know, you're doing a month off. Um, I know people tend to do this in January, but, you know, you can do it at any time um, of year. And so if you just explain to people that you're just doing one month 
um, they tend to kind of get off your back because they think, well, he's only doing it for one month, you know, after that he'll be back on it. And so uh, we can uh, we can start partying again, like not a problem. And they tend to leave you alone. And so that's what I did. I just said to people, I'm taking a month off alcohol, you know, I'll be back to it soon, you know, don't you worry. Um, and, you know, but not only that, but it was kind of, telling myself as well because of course you know if you're in the habit of drinking it is difficult to to break that habit and to try something new but you know if you if you put a specific um time frame on it uh when it's going to end and you are you know you kind of say to yourself if i really want to drink at the end of this month then i can then you know it's not it's not that hard. You can do it. And even if you only do it for two weeks, then you've still achieved something. So anyway, uh, much to my uh, drinking buddy's uh, dismay, after finishing this month, I, you know, I, I kind of felt, well, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. You know, I'm, I'm actually experiencing, in general, less anxiety. Okay, maybe I'm not having as much fun uh, as I was on a Saturday night before. But, um, you know, generally... I was feeling so much better. And as we know, OCD can be so horrible at times that actually just having a bit of uh, a bit of fun on a Saturday night, um, you know, I think in general, upon reflecting, I would rather have more consistency and feel better in general than having, you know, the, the odd kind of drunken night uh, with my friends here and there. Because, you know, of course, what you can still do is you can still go and hang out with your friends and you can still have a real laugh with them. Um, the thing is, though, it's going to be a different experience. You're not going to be drunk. However, when you when you still kind of force yourself to to go out and uh, and put yourself in those positions, what you find is that you can still enjoy yourself. You can still have a laugh. It's uh, it's still amusing. And um, if you're willing to to go along with it. As people uh, tend to, to get more drunk and, and get more silly, sometimes if you're in the mood, you kind of pick up on that energy too and you start to feel more or less, you know, the same kind of thing as them. You know, the jokes are just as funny. You're laughing along like everybody else. Uh, perhaps you have a non-alcoholic beer in your hand so people don't even realize that you're not drinking uh, most of the time. And, you know, this this isn't actually that bad. Um, however, you know, probably what you will also find is that by, by like 10, 30, 11, 12, you've kind of had enough, you know, you're, you're ready to go home because the alcohol will, will keep you fueled for, for many more hours to come. And if, when you take that out of the equation, you know, so often we, we just kind of naturally feel tired, like we've had enough and, we're ready to go home. And that means then the next day, you know, you wake up, you don't have a hangover. You do feel good though, because you went out, you socialized, you got the benefits of connecting with people, of having a laugh uh, with people, but without the the negative kind of uh, side effects of drinking. And let's be honest, this is, you know, this is definitely uh, true that, Unfortunately, the anxiety that people experience uh, the morning after uh, a drinking session, it does seem to drive 
uh, obsessions and therefore obviously compulsions and generally make managing OCD uh, a much more difficult task. And so, you know, if you can try to reduce or even practice uh, not drinking at all for an extended period of time, it could have uh, a huge impact in your experience of, of OCD. So as I kind of carried on uh, with not drinking, I, I decided, you know, after doing one month to extend it to a period of three months uh, and then to six months and then to one year. And I think it ended up being about 14 months uh, in, in total in the end. And, you know, throughout this experience, I think after, after three months, you know, after one month of not drinking, the, the friends were kind of like, well, you're going to start again. And I was like, well, no, actually, I'm going to extend this. And to be honest, they were pretty disappointed. And that that was the point where it was kind of annoying for a while because people really don't like it sometimes when you stop drinking. Um, I don't know if, if sometimes it, it feels like it's a, a kind of you're making a statement about they're drinking obviously you're not you're just saying it's uh, right right now it's not for me but um other people can can view it in a negative way um and so i really got you know a bit of stick for for a while about it but at one at one point suddenly it became a no issue i think once people finally kind of accepted okay he's just not drinking he's just decided to stop drinking what is he doing don't know what he's doing or why he's doing that but you know people just kind of accepted it and then it was fine you know it's just that's that was the kind of um, person they expected to, to turn up someone who still wants to have a laugh but just isn't going to to drink and so after three months, it became the new normal for me and it became much, much easier. And, uh, and lo and behold, as time went on as well, you know, I, I, was, I was starting new habits of, of feeling better, getting up earlier on the weekends, going and doing more sports and things that are good for me and that I really enjoy. And alcohol, you know, became something that just wasn't uh, such an important part of my life anymore. I think when we're really in the kind of alcohol bubble, we view alcohol as this thing that is kind of almost essential, something that we just, you know, we have to do on the weekend. It's just, it's just what we do. It's just how we socialize. And if we can't have wine or if we can't have beer, then you know, that social event is just going to be awful and it's going to be awkward and, you know, that kind of lubrication uh, for social events is going to be gone and, you know, that's that's just going to make socialising unbearable. But it's it's just not true. Of course, sometimes it does make it hard and there will be times where, you know, you're just tired. You just don't feel like socialising and maybe you're not in, in the mood for it. Uh, but perhaps you force yourself to go anyway and it's it's not a good experience because you're just tired. If in that situation, you know, you had alcohol, okay, perhaps you could liven yourself up uh, for that event and feel good and kind of enjoy it. But the thing is, because you were tired to start with and then you drank over that to deal to deal with it, the next day, you know, you're going to feel... Uh, twice as bad because you know you were tired to start with we know alcohol affects our sleep um, and all sorts of other systems and so 
you know, it's uh, for so many reasons, alcohol is, is uh, you know, it's not great. If you're struggling with OCD, I really highly recommend, you know, trying to, to manage the amount that you drink. Um, you know, or for some people, you know, stopping altogether is not necessarily a, a bad idea um, at all. That being said, <laughs> I, of course, uh, you know, I don't think that everyone has to stop drinking alcohol at all. If you enjoy it and you can manage it, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with it at all, you know, to, to kind of experientially uh, just enjoy um, having a few drinks with your friends and having a laugh. Um, it can be a wonderful thing. And, you know, for me, um, occasionally now I like to, to have a glass of wine or two with some friends or a few beers and to be able to, to enjoy that. But I think occasional is, is the word here. You know, like if I can do that once a month or something like that, then that's fine. But for me, if I start to kind of uh, increase that, then it very quickly starts to kind of escalate into a Friday and a Saturday and then a Wednesday. And, you know, it just doesn't work that well for me. And we, we all need to kind of work that out for ourselves. You know, what is what is the right amount for you to drink? And if you do decide to to kind of limit your drinking, are you able to to stick to, to those limits? Um, if you're not, then perhaps that's a sign that, you know, you need to take uh, a bit of a break from it and maybe experiment with, you know, drinking a little bit less. Um, these are just suggestions, you know, like by all means, if you want to completely ignore me because you love drinking and uh, it's fantastic, great. You know, that's completely up to you and I don't... Um, I don't judge anybody for, for, for their drinking or what they do. I think everyone needs to make their own choices in that regard. But if you are finding it something that is impacting uh, your mental health, then, you know, uh, as it was for me, then I think it's, uh, it's, it's uh, definitely a wise idea to start exploring, um, maybe uh, reducing it a little bit. So there we go, guys. I hope that you uh, found that helpful today. Um, as always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to, to get in touch. And uh, yeah, if you want to do a free session, you are very welcome. Many thanks. Please remember, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free consultation uh, with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and uh, send me a message and we, we can sort that out and if you like you can also follow me on instagram uh, at robert james coaching uk many thanks and now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.